Are you ready? Welcome to Radio Grognard, King Size, the OSR podcast with more stuff with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya folks, old man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. It's a nice day. Um, I want to say that I usually don't make these announcements in my the show itself, but I'll make an exception for this week. Uh, this week, uh, we've got regular slate of shows, but the next week, I will be out of town in uh, New Mexico. And I'm hoping to do a few field recordings in there that I can, you know, play for the shows when I get back. But there will be no Radio Grognard for the next week, Week following, starting the second, or I should say the third. And I'll be back on the job. My next show will be the uh, 10th of July. So, you know, mark your calendars or whatever you have to do. And uh, I just want to give you guys a heads up for once. <laughs> because I know a lot of people, there's some people who don't read who don't read Facebook where I post it. So I thought I'd just let that out there. Anyway, I want to talk about luck. Luck in role-playing games. Now, there are some systems out there that do have a luck stat, which I think is great. I love it. Gangbusters has a luck stat. I believe uh, Tunnels and Trolls has a luck stat. So does Savage Worlds. And I don't see any reason that you shouldn't add one to D&D or any D&D variants thereof. And because I've already added one stat that's kind of an, to me, it's a house rule stat. It's kind of an informal stat. It's stat, it's perception. Because yes, in, in the current edition, you do have the perception skill, but I don't play the thir- current edition. So I add perception, which is easy. It's, it's intelligence and wisdom. It's the average. Take, take them both, add them together, and divide by two. And that's your perception stat. And as like other stats, you roll under your perception. No problem. Now, these are the kind of things that I worry about because I worry about it not being abused, not being abused, but being overused. Any stat or any skill can be overused in, in the game. So you've got, as a GM, if you're the GM, you've got to you've got to understand when this makes sense. And sometimes you just want to say, you see this, because it's so obvious, it's like right in the, you know, like the nose in their face, they can see it. And, you know, you've got to use those perception stats and any other stat kind of sparingly. Because this, it's just, you know, you don't want to, that slows down the game, for one. And for two, there's some role-playing in there, you know? And like I said before, you do the role-playing first. If you're going to roll, roll last. Because whatever you do role-playing, that's a modifier to the roll. Plus, you get role-playing out of it, which is usually the name of the game. <laughs> you know, I think you get what I'm saying. But the luck stat. Um, I am a firm believer, as a GM and a player, of dumb luck. Because I've had characters do that as a player. And as a GM, I've had people try stuff that... Oh, man. oh my gosh, it works. Uh, I had our two-year 5e um, Tomb of Annihilation, uh, Curse of Strahd slash Tomb of Annihilation uh, game. My barbarian had minimum intelligence. 
and maybe a little more wisdom, but he would be making roles that other characters who are more be- who are better at it couldn't make. One time they had to sneak up behind this bad guy up on a up on a ledge or something like that, and like three characters who had really good like sneak skills and stuff like that, they couldn't do it. And I said, let me try. He says, oh, yeah, the barbarian's going to sneak up there. I roll a natural 20. And this was for skills, so it was over. So it's like, yeah, he did it. He got behind him, he stabbed him. And it's like, he's not a thief. I said, well, yeah, dumb luck. And so I would propose having a luck stat in your game just for those for those kind of things. I mean, you can either make it like a variation on one of the stats you have already or you can just, I don't know, uh, make it a not a skill, but more like a thief, part of a thief skill. You know how you have all the thief skills that they work there? Give it to anybody. Get, okay, here's your luck stat that works this way. One on two on, D, on a D6 or a percentage or whatever. I prefer doing the, the variation on the stats. Well, what stats are you going to use? You got six stats. What would you use? Dumb luck. Okay. Excuse me. Okay. Let's see. First of all, wisdom should have something to do with it. Not necessarily intelligence. Because, you know, luck is just that. Somebody with wisdom may come up with something somebody with a high intelligence wouldn't even think of. Because they have experience out there. And maybe they're a little wiser than the person with the 18 intelligence. Maybe. But... That, so, okay, I'd make it a straight wisdom roll if you didn't have the luck, the luck stat. Because, like I said, I think, sometimes I think intelligence is overrated. So, so I would give them a luck stat, maybe combine it with a, a wisdom with, oh, I don't know. Uh, I'd have to go with, uh, I'd have to, uh, you know, I could, I can't think, there's intelligence, there's wisdom. You know, there's three physical stats and three mental stats, and I can't think of the third one. <laughs> oh, charisma. There it is. There you go. How about wisdom and charisma? That ought to be a good interest, interesting combination. Average those two. That's your luck stat. Because sometimes people are so charismatic and likable that they can get away with these harebrained schemes. I love hair. And as a GM, I love harebrained schemes that work. In fact, if somebody said that, I would look at the situation and go, hmm, you know what? That is absolutely preposterous. You know how slim a chance you have of having that work? I love it. Do it. That's the kind of thing I love because it's another way my players can surprise me. And I love being surprised in the game positively or negatively. I will roll either one. I don't care. Even if it, you know, scuttlebutts the rest of the, the campaign, the rest of the session or whatever, I will I will roll with it because I can always like recover sometime. I I'm I may be a little sound a little overconfident in my GMing abilities, but I feel that I can overcome any kind of setback. And like I, and also, you know, my mind is always on the players. They are the they are the heroes. And yes, I'm not gonna I'm not going to play down a villain's, you know, 
intelligence, ingenuity, or whatever. But I tend to make villains, as Spock said in the first Star Trek movie, or second movie, two-dimensional thinkers, where there's always good... It's like, it's like, watching, it's like watching the cartoon Pinky and the Brain. Brain has some possibly, you know, some of, some of the schemes that take over the world are so... They have to depend on so much on chance and, and, you know, it's a very slim chance, but he'll go ahead and do it anyway because he feels he has a superior brain power to make it work. And then there's other schemes he comes up with that are, okay, it's solid, except for like one thing, one thing that he cannot either, can't, he doesn't think about or he cannot control. And he has a, he, see, he's overconfident in the fact that he thinks he can control anything. And anything and anybody. And for, you know, for the most part, yeah, you know, a lot of people are pretty stupid in that show. But but at the same time, there's always something that's going to trip him up. And that's the way I like to play my master villains. You know, I've got this plan. It's going to work. I've, you know, I, it's solid. It's bulletproof. Where did those guys get in here? How did they get in there? How, what, what are they doing? Hey, who let them in here? You know, that kind of thing. All of a sudden, the plan goes, so you've got a villain with a two-dimensional thinking, and you got heroes with dumb luck. I'm not saying everybody should have dumb luck, but you have like at least one character, maybe one every other campaign or something, who has what I would call dumb luck. And that's what the luck stat's for. Because I, in games, boy, do I believe in luck. I mean, you have to. You have to in these kind of games. You know, and, uh, you know, look at, I always point to Dickens. Look at Dickens. There are so many, in, in Dickens' novels, there are so many coincidences and things that, you know, you never think it happened, one in a million, and they happen. He just happens to know this guy who knows this guy, and this guy is working for this guy. And so I have a way of doing this. And, you know, and also like if somebody says, it just so happens that there was a, a storm that night, so there's mud, and nobody's going out, and all this, da, 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 da. And so that's the kind of thing that, you know, that's, then that's one of the good ways to trip a villain, the weather. The weather is a good one. Natural, natural stuff is a good one. But I was talking about dumb luck. Dumb luck, dumb luck is just so fun. If you've ever watched, there was a direct-to-video Disney movie that I don't even know if it's on streaming or whatever. It was uh, it was Mickey, Donald, Goofy, The Three Musketeers, where they did The Three Musketeers. And there's one point where the bad guys are holding people hostage or whatever, and Goofy does something by accident. He gets propelled into a tower and out and back over again, and blah, 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 and he manages to rescue them. And later on in the film... There's a similar situation, and they're going, oh, what do we do? And Goofy goes, ding. He does exactly the same thing he did earlier, and it worked again. So that's the kind of little, little things I like happening in games. So I would probably add a, a luck stat, like wisdom and charisma or something like that. You know, you, th you, know, you think about a plan. It's maybe harebrained, but it's all you got. Another one I think of is in the uh, the season two. This is all about Disney. Uh, the season two finale of, of DuckTales, the last one, 2017, where 
the the villain has second guessed every single thing Scrooge has tried to do to stop him. And he finally had to go. He fi- they finally ended up with Flintheart Glomgold said, you don't need a plan, you need a scheme. And it was a harebrained scheme, let me put it that way. And it worked because the villain did not predict it, could not predict it. He is such a wild card. Wild cards are great. I'll have to go on in another episode about wild cards. Anyway, anyway, I got to go start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognard at gmail.com or drop a voicemail on Anchor. We are monetized. So as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program. And I would thank you for single donations. Go to my Ko-fi page, ko-fi.com slash oldmangrognard or my PayPal tip jar, paypal.me slash oldmangrognard. I'd like to thank these people who do give to me regularly. Gilbert Suarez, Juan Carlos Llewellyn, Benjamin Brodell, John Allen Large, and Aaron. Thank you very much. For other good podcasts, there's Dan Gregg's The Young YUNG Young Grognard Podcast, Kevin at the Red Caps Podcast, Daniel Norton's Bandits Keep Podcast, Randy and Joe's Biggest Geekest Podcast, Big John Allen Large's The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Kinkar's Tavern Chat. So... Until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. You got questions? You got comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. Tune in next time when Radio Grognard King Size is on the air. <laughs> <laughs>